This is the Unity Community of Central Oregon podcast. Thank you so much. I love that song. So what is the house that you're going to come on up to? It's not heaven up in the sky, although the energy of heaven is really what the songwriter is talking about, I think. It's, it's an energetic place where you come and you feel home. It's, it's a hearth. So think about whatever your personal experience is that's positive, where, where you can come and sit around the fire with people that you love and feel like you're accepted. Feel like this is a safe place for you where you can grow, where you can let down and just be who you are. To me, that's, that's what they're talking about in that song. And that's what we have created here. It was such a beautiful experience. I feel badly that I forgot to say when they were here that the kids' poster that was up there was everybody was remarking on that, and I made sure that they knew that our children had done that for them, and they were so moved. What, what they felt when they came here was a spiritual energy that was uplifting. And remember, the ministers that are here Their job is to take care of congregations. Their job is to inspire. And so this was a time when they got to be in the receiving end of it. And all of you were part of the ministry team. It's so important for us to recognize that when we come here, we are stepping into an energetic hearth. And we are not only, not only partaking of its warmth, but we are contributing to its warmth. It isn't, you know, when you first come in, go back to the very first time that you did it. Maybe somebody here, it's today, but... Um, But for most of you, you have been here before. And even for those of you who are online, a lot of you have been here before, and maybe somebody is new. But the first time, especially if you've come from a tradition that is very critical and um, hellfire and brimstone, that kind of thing, you come in here and it's like, I feel safe. I feel the warmth and the love. It's like if you've been outside in the cold and you come in and the fire is blazing and and you can warm your hands and you feel so good. It's really a wonderful experience. But that's just the beginning. There's, There's a step where you move forward and you become the creator of the experience. Because it's never just a one who creates. 
It's a we who create. And you become part of the we. And, and you can begin to notice that in your own language. When I hear people say, oh, well, your community or your church, which is a word I don't actually like to use because it has baggage of you know, the old model, but really, if you go way back, it's, um, it comes from the Celtic word kirka, and it means a swelling. Isn't that beautiful? Would you like to come to the swelling, the gathering, this, this thing that's happening here? You know, that's, so when, when people say your, then I realize, okay, they're maybe warming their hands, but they don't feel yet that they are a part of. And if you've been here for a while and I catch you saying your, I'm gonna correct you. <laughs> Because it's our, we are doing this. We are creating a hearth. We're creating the beauty that's here. Some of you, well, a lot of you, if you only started coming when we were in this location, you don't know what we created here. You, you see it, you experience this beauty, but you don't know what it was like before. <clears throat> Just picture for a moment, no windows. Picture only brown paint. Picture none of those gathering tables out in the foyer or the beautiful artwork. Oh, well, there no, was no stained glass because there were no windows. <laughs> so, um, you know, that's what it was like. And the people that originally saw the space, Dan, and Char Dan Pebbles and Charlotte Oaks were the first ones to come in here, I think. And they had a vision. They saw the promise for it. It answered what we were looking for. And they put an offer in on the spot. And then they, they gathered the other partners in Unity to, to contribute also. That's how we got this place. It was a combination of vision and then hard work for a lot of people. I know Lawrence brought his architectural ideas. Pam Matthews brought a lot of the, the visual beauty part. It was, and there were many other people involved, but it, what I'm saying is the beauty that is here that is so nourishing happened because we as a community did it. I can tell you, I did nothing. That is not my skill set. And I, I had no part of it. I was, I was holding energy, but that was it. So that, that was something that the ministers experienced when they came here. That spiritual energy that we've created, the beauty, the nourishment of the food. And, and we experience that every week. When, when you bring food to share with one another, you're bringing physical nourishment. They experienced the talent and they kept, they kept being amazed at how many people kept popping up with this amazing talent and they didn't even experience all of you, <laughs> it was just a few. 
And they, they were so amazed at all the talent that was here. I know some of you have heard people say this, but if I find out about a talent you have, <laughs> you will soon be strongly encouraged to be expressing it here. <laughs> yeah, because it's a we. We build this. So when I invite you to be a member, it's because I'm really wanting you to get that it's a we. I want you to be a brick in that hearth that we're building. They, they really experienced the service and the, the feeling of community that was here. And all of you, I know, have experienced it too because people are serving here on a regular basis and you can do it too if you're not already. So it, it's like your contribution to building this hearth is first of all your presence, whether you're online or you're in the room. You, and your presence isn't just a breathing body. It's presence. It's being here with all of who you are, radiating your light. But it doesn't stop there. It moves on with your engagement. And your engagement can look like signing up for a spirit group and getting to know people more intimately than you can get to know them while you're sitting here. Maybe hosting a spirit group and inviting others to your home. Look at Chris and Kelly. Last week, wasn't it your first week last week? Nate and Kelly. Uh, wasn't last week your first week? Two weeks ago? And already, they're hosting a bonfire for kids. That, that, it, that is like they're the poster children <laughs> of, of show up, show up. Don't, don't shy away from it. And so many of you are doing things here. And, and I really want to encourage you all to engage. You know, if you, if you have a boyfriend or a girlfriend and all of a sudden you get engaged, now the relationship is moving to a new level, right? So that's what happens here. When you get engaged, this becomes more to you. You feel more here and you give more here and you grow more here. Becoming a member means also that you, you say, this is, this is a place that not only feels like home, but this is a place where I can grow, where I can give. And that's something that all of us need. We don't, we don't evolve just accidentally. We evolve because we put energy in that direction. Like you look at some of the talent, that, the musicians that are up here, and we sit there and think, wow, look at that talent. That didn't happen by accident. 
those people have practiced and honed their craft. They've put so many hours for so many years. Think about the things that you really excel at. You didn't roll out of bed one morning and suddenly you were good at it. You put energy into it, right? You put heart into it. And that's what we're looking for here spiritually. We're, we're looking for people who want to say, you know, the spiritual plane, dimension, whatever you want to call it, that's where the real goods are. And when we evolve on the spiritual plane, it shows up in the physical plane, not the other way around. Why does this matter? It matters because it's the medicine that this world needs. Now we're all aware, because it's been in the news, about the conflict with Israel and the Palestinians. And it's horrible. And before that, we were all aware of what was going on over in um, Ukraine. Thank you, blanking on the name. U Ukraine. It's not getting the press, but there's stuff going on in Syria that's terrible. My husband was watching a series on TV about Rwanda and that terrible conflict that happened a number of years ago. This stuff is ongoing. The location changes, sort of like whack-a-mole. But it's, it's this terrible way that humans have of treating one another. And we need medicine for that. And this, what we are creating here, is energetic medicine because it radiates out. Now, we can't draw a line in the physical world from, okay, here we've got a community, let's draw a line over to Israel. It doesn't work that way, but energetically, it radiates. It's almost binary. You can put crap into the world or you can put light. Let's put light. That's what we're here doing. All the teachers of all the times have talked about that. Buddha says, you, hatred doesn't end with more hatred. It only ends with love. And we're putting out love. When you take a class or you join a spirit group, you get an opportunity to get to know people better and to amplify your love. When you come in the room and you feel this energy and you put the love in your heart consciously out, we are creating a field of love. We need people who are having compassion for what's going on. It's so tempting, and depending on what your news channels might be, you're hearing it's this group's fault or it's that group's fault. And that is so unhelpful. I was reading one person's writing about it, and he was saying, 
bewilderment is a better term. When we hear about it, we're in a state of bewilderment. How can people treat each other this way? It's so hard to comprehend. Rumi says that the, the wound is the place that the light gets in. And so all these wounds that are out there, we, we give them the medicine of the light by not taking sides in our minds, by not judging them, by just being in a state of bewilderment of, we don't know. We don't know why they got there. We know some of their stories. We understand some of how they got there, but it's, it's bigger than that. And we have a sense of bewilderment. And we just offer the medicine of love and compassion. Blessed be the peacemakers, for they shall be peace. That's what Jesus said. We make peace when we send out that energy of compassion. The Dalai Lama says that compassion is the radicalism of our day. So if we are tempted to judge what is going on in Israel or anywhere else, that's not helpful. Only compassion is helpful. Compassion is what we want to grow here. So I'm going to share with you a technique that we learned at the minister's retreat. It's from HeartMath. And so I'm going to ask you to think about right now some conflict. Maybe don't take something as big as the Israeli war. Take, some, take something in your personal life that's a conflict. Maybe it's someone that you need to speak to. Maybe it's just something you're uncomfortable and thinking a lot about. Can everybody think of something? All right, so then I'd like you to think about how might you best handle that? What, what's your best idea for what you can do about that? Now I'm going to ask you to put your hand on your heart and you're going to breathe in and out through your heart. And as you breathe, you're just going to ask of your own great spirit, how might I address this with compassion, whatever your particular situation is. And just listen to what your own spirit tells you. What is your heart's wisdom? 
And now I want you to look at the two solutions. They might be the same, but I bet there's a nuance that's different. What did your mind tell you you should do? And what did your heart tell you? When I did this in the minister's retreat, I had a situation where I had to address somebody. There was, there was a conflict, and I was going to have to talk to the person. And so my mind was telling me, just say it. You got you to gotta face it. You got to do it, you know, which is never on my, oh, goody, I get to list. <laughs> But it was, you know, my mind was telling me, just show up, just do it. But what my heart said was, yes, you need to do that. And you have to be aware of what is the longing in this person's heart. What, it, what was the need that also needs to be addressed, not just the boundary issue? And so it made a huge difference when I spoke to this person that I had listened to my heart first because I was shoring myself up to do the hard thing <laughs> and just say, you can't do this. You know, and that, that wouldn't have been helpful. I still had to say, you can't do this. But I said so much more and we had a beautiful conversation where this person's needs got addressed. And it was, it was still messy because the situation was messy. But it was loving, and that was what was important. So this is a simple technique that you can use, and if you practice it, if you practice doing it, whenever you have a decision to make or a situation to confront, you'll get better and better at it. Any of, any of these techniques, when you hear about them, if you hear about them once and you do it once, you'll forget. You'll forget quickly. But if you practice, it will become a part of you. And it'll be something where you can just do it in the moment. You don't even have to look particularly weird <laughs> when you put your hand over your heart, you know? You're just scratching an itch, whatever. <laughs> you, can, you, can, you can make it part of you so that you walk through the world with compassion. So that you become a seed of compassion. And the more of us that are doing that, it's contagious. It's more contagious than any disease that's out there. We help one another, lifting each other up with our compassion, and we make a difference in the world. And that's what we're called to be. That's what we're called to do. When we say our mission statement, we stand together to create a global ecosystem of unity, deep wisdom, and loving kindness. 
as we develop those qualities in ourselves, as we engage in this community and learn more so that we can be more, we amplify the medicine that we are putting out there. We are doing what we have come here to do. And when you contribute, whether it's your volunteer energy or your financial energy or just your big heart, when you do that, you make it possible for us to do more because we grow. I want to encourage you, go back to this, come on up to the house and this, this idea of a hearth. I want to encourage you to make a point when you leave here this morning and you go into the foyer to look around and see if there's anybody that you have not seen before. And make a point of talking to them. Last week there was a young woman who she used to come before the pandemic, and this was her first time being back since the pandemic last week. And she'd brought her daughter with her, who, which she hadn't done before. And she was sitting by herself at one of the tables. And I went over and talked to her, but I didn't see anybody else talking to her. And I've seen that more than once, somebody who's new who doesn't bolt out the door, which many people do, but, but they sit down and they don't know anybody, so they sit by themselves. We all need to be paying attention, and we need to go sit with them first, even though I know how cool it is to see your friends. You know, when we get here, we haven't seen them at least in a week and sometimes longer. You know, sometimes it's somebody like Dennis over there who just got back from his flying Camino across the country in his plane, so you want to talk to him <laughs> and find out about that. But, but we also need to be that hearth for people who are new, who have shown up here and it's like, I don't know, is this going to be okay for me? So we don't want to overwhelm them, but we want to greet them. Okay. We've all been a first-timer. We've all been that. And it's important. And those of you who are online, you get to create your own hearth online. We can talk to you like this, but you can talk to each other in the chat. There's usually a host. Sometimes I know I was the host when I couldn't be here for a couple of weeks, and I'd, I'd ask questions and well, sometimes somebody would respond, but you feel kind of all alone if nobody does. So chat it up up there. We can't see that you're, you know, texting <laughs> while, you, while you're doing it. It's so important. We make this together, and the world needs this. <laughs>